0: On to the science fiction. Story number one. The Mind Rider Reports, written by Old Cypher. Cat, Cat, are you in here? Jates asked, hearing his voice being swallowed up by the grey black emptiness surrounding him. The ground beneath his feet, if the ground could be called that, felt perfectly flat with no give at all. He tried to take a step forward, but could not hear even his own footfall. "'Shh!' a tiny voice answered back from somewhere in the darkness. "'Ket, what is this construct? There is nothing here,' Jates said. "'No whispering falls or drifted moors. When I receive these reports, I am almost always flooded by nostalgia and scenes from home. This is maybe the first report I have ever received in pitch black.' "'Master Jates,' Ket said, barely above a whisper. "'I wanted—I needed some quiet, peace, and blessed quiet.' A small light began to glow in front of Jates. A small golden orb casting a long shadow from the warm but dim light. Jates could just make out Ket at the far edge of the light, crouched down with his eyes closed. Jates felt his heart go out as a young charge. Ket, Jates said, is this your first time? No, sir, Ket said. I was a junior mind rider on Delth. That was my first mission. I did six periods on Dalth." My second mission was poxed for five periods. This is my third Mind Rider mission. Ket's voice was subdued and the words were precise. So why create such a dull telepathic conference? Can you be anywhere you can imagine and you drop us into a void of nothingness? Jate said. Because of all the places in the universe that I can imagine, a featureless empty plane with no light and no sounds is exactly why I wanted. Ket said. What's wrong? These... "'These humans, their inside of their heads is, um, like a hurricane. "'I've been here nearly a quarter of a period, "'and I don't think my mount has stopped once in all that time. "'Imagine you never had a moment's rest for that long. "'Imagine how the one thing you crave would be... "'Nothing,' Kat said. "'No actions, no sounds, just... nothing. "'What are you talking about? "'Not stopped at all for a quarter period? "'That's impossible!' No form of higher life can sustain such a thing. It would lead to psychosis and death in a tenth of that time. Are you telling me that these humans never rest? Oh, they rest, Kat said. Just not in any way that we recognize. You're talking gibberish, Jade said. They sleep every night for about a third of the day. Every day, Kat said. Well, there you are. No, Kat said. They have these dreams. They are much like our constructs, but uncontrolled, completely random, disjointed views of reality that don't conform to anything. How is that possible? It takes years of training to create a telepathic construct. Jates said, We select only the strongest minds and the regimen is brutal. The academy has 60% dropout rate but you're telling me that these humans can conjure up entire worlds with no training, and they do so every night. It's worse than that, Kat said. If they go without these dreams for too long, they go mad and eventually die. It is a biological imperative for them. My first mount... Wait, first mount? How many have you had? What? Oh, that. Um, I'm on my third mount, as I was saying... I tried to prevent my first mount from dreaming as I was being pressed too hard for too long. Within a matter of days of me blocking his dreams, my mount became erratic and unpredictable. The dreams no longer confined themselves to his resting periods. His mind would create whole scenarios from nothing, hallucinations that felt so very real. It was not long before his mind completely gave way and his heart ceased. My god, Jade said, losing a mount is a horrifying experience. I can only imagine what it was like suspecting that you had a hand in it. Yes, Kit said, horrifying. My second mount was not much better. This one, this one hurt me. I cannot explain it any more than I can explain the ends of the time, but it hurt me. My second mount, Deborah, she called herself, had been hurt somehow long ago, long before I came to her. I saw her talking to someone regularly about those dreams of hers. I came to understand that they were called night terrors by humans. As intense as their dreams are, these night terrors are something beyond imagining. Jates knelt down next to Ket's eyes, searching his face for any signs of hope. Ket stared at the floor, his mind detached from his environment. What did you see? What were these night terrors like? Jades asked. Fear made real, Kat said, as if fear were a person or a thing that would hunt you and stalk you. Fear so real and so immediate that it struck at the core of your mind and refused to let go. I have never felt anything as strongly as I have felt Deborah's fear, and it wasn't a solitary experience either, night... After night, after night, rest became all but impossible for her or me. We both knew what it would bring when the sun would slip below the horizon. I could feel her mind begin to rebel against sleeping, dreading what was to come. The worst part was that there was no escaping it. She could not run from her own mind. What did you do? Nothing. There was nothing I could do. Her mind was so warped and deformed from the terror that I was powerless. At first I thought to hold on for the mission, you understand, that I would be a solid agent and stay with my mount through the pain. That's what they teach us at the academy, isn't it? Stay with the mount. But I couldn't. I wasn't strong enough. After no more than a handful of rest periods, I was exhausted I could not maintain the link, and so I abandoned my mount to save us both. Jates thought for the reprimand of his subordinate, but the pain evident on his face was worse than any punishment Jates could have ever handed down. My third mount, Kat said, was yet again something new. He did not suffer from the night terrors as Deborah, and I knew I must stay with him for as long as I was able. Taking a third mount before my first report was... uh, Embarrassing, to say the least. My mount called himself Paul. He was a fat man, as humans go, given to being quite, um, loud, boisterous. He was a man with what they call gluttony. Gluttony? Yes, Cat said. We have no word for it in our language, or really in any other language that I know. It is a uniquely human trait to the best of my knowledge. Though... Other animals, lower life forms on their world occasionally suffer from it as well. The entire concept was so alien to me that I, uh, I believed I became enthralled by it for a time. You see, their senses are much different than our own. When they eat, they can consume well past the point of being satiated. Their bellies are full, their energy requirements are met. Yet, they continue to consume. What? Why would they do such a thing? Taste. They taste their food, Kat said. Well, yes, of course, Jade said, to ensure it's not poisonous or fouled. But this is beyond that, Kat said. Certainly, if something tastes foul to them, they will spit it out. But they seek out things which taste good to them. They spend much of their time and energy creating new tastes to share with each other. They speak about which foods are better than others. Some of them travel across the planet in search of new and better tastes all, my mount, was that they call a glutton, even amongst such people. He stood out for how much he consumed and how much it meant to him. He would shovel food into his great mouth by the fistful. He would drink the most pungent things to wash it down, as he would say. I loved vicariously through him as he did so. The flavors were... I cannot describe it. Our language has no concepts that match what my mount showed me. Wine and soda and beer and juice, sometimes mixed together, sometimes not. What you're saying doesn't make sense, Jates said. A people seeking out food, sending so much resources for simple nutrition. It's ludicrous, perhaps the first two mounts had disrupted your abilities, that they have confused you by the time you made your third mount. I suspected something like that, Kat said, but as I heard Paul talking to other humans, he did not seem so strange. While he was more attracted to food and drink than the others, it was a difference of a degree, not kind. People would ask his opinion on various foods and places to procure them. He was regarded as something of an expert in this. My mount was looked down on Province his gluttony, but also oddly respected for his skills at finding new foods to taste. It was... strange. You discussed disgust someone, but also have them respect you. Surely, the previous two mounts colored your perceptions. Cheese. I uh, beg your pardon? Cheese, Kat said. It's one of the foods these humans make. The method for creating such a thing is ancient amongst their people. There are more types of cheese on Earth than there are stars in the skies, it seems. The flavors can be strong or weak or bitter or creamy or tangy or smooth or edged. The texture can be hard or soft or runny or solid, and that's just one food they have thousands if not millions of different types of food. These things you speak of are um are outrageous an intelligent species which consumes far more than it needs and makes their food into some sort of a, of a, of debauchery unheard of. The death of your first mount undoubtedly drove you over the edge. We shall recall your sack and allow you to rest, you so obviously required, Jade said. No, Ket said, no, 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 don't call me just yet. This world, this earth, is loud and crowded and saps the will of any intelligent being. But there is something about this place, something addictive, perhaps enthralling, certainly— There is too much here, though. The food is only part of it. Sights, sounds, smells. Do you know that they create rhythmic patterns of complex overlapping waveforms called music? It is much varied as their food, if not more so. And it is everywhere. Even when we are alone and disconnected from the rest of their species, humans will tap out a rhythm and hum a scrap of an old song. This earth sounds dangerous, Jate said. Far too dangerous to be allowed to develop. Too chaotic and wild. Get looked up, his eyes having lost focus and rolled around its room. It's uh, it's not dangerous. It's not like anything else I've ever experienced. These humans stimulate their senses as often and as harshly as they can every chance they get. Their minds never stop whirling. They have no concept of mind riding but they talk to each other. They do not know how to remote a psych, but yet they still built a civilization. They understand little to nothing about their own inner workings, but they keep trying to make themselves better. We must not destroy them. We must allow them to continue to develop in their own way. Jades tapped a foot on the featureless plane below him. He stared at Kent for a moment before answering, what happens when they discover those things? What happens if, God forbid, they discover corporeal displacement, hmm? Do you want these human beings creating their cheese and music to your home, to your children? Of course not, Cat said. Then why take the risk? Why allow them to continue? Because they are so alien to us, Cat said. Because they are so strange. The universe has created such an odd species. What right do we have to interfere we must preserve them, if no other reason then we don't understand them. We simply don't know what we'd be destroying. And you believe it is worth the risk to the present? I do, Kit said. They do present a risk to us, I'll grant you. But they also present opportunities. They present opportunities that we cannot even imagine. We should study them as much as intently and as possible. Send more mind riders, send entire fleets of mind riders if you have them. If we can understand them, I believe that they may become our friends one day. Far from now, our two peoples may come close as brothers. Humans are wild and unpredictable, but they are also compassionate and forgiving. But we must understand an alien culture first before making any long-term irreversible decisions. Jates shook his head. I do not know how you manage this, but I believe that I am convinced Earth will not be destroyed. For now, however, I will not send any more Mind Riders yet either. We shall speak at your next check-in and see how you are. If you still hold these views, I will dispatch an additional Mind Rider. Your experience is clearly a cautionary one. Thank you, Kat said. You really should come down and try the cheese, though. And